This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. It is Rocktober, and we're kicking it off with a hit single from the fucking Black Roses. They're coming to your town today. 1998, uh, no, 1998's Black Roses, as picked by Scott. I mean, theoretically, most of these movies were either a group decision or picked by Scott, but this one is definitively (laughs) picked by Scott. Um, And man, it's... so It's so mediocre, man. Well, no, 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 no. We disagree. We were the Kelly brothers were waiting for Scott in the in the recording session and we're just saying like it's it's a bad movie in all the right ways. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. No, no, it's entertaining, but <laughs> like I was I was all about this movie in high school and um I, this is one of those s- diminishing returns when you watch multiple times as an adult. I think that this was the first time I've seen it since college. So, you know, it's been at least 15 sense. years, you know. Because you had yelled at me for not seeing it. I was like, I don't know what Black Roses are. And you're like, you yeah, don't know what Black Roses are. <laughs> like- yeah, so that that means that in our entire friendship slash podcasting relationship, I have never rewatched it until <laughs> this. And that's why, I mean, I'm kind of sorry <laughs> that I picked it because well no I'm not sorry that I picked it because it's a great example of like heavy metal horror right but yeah. um let's just say this if I had had a clean slate to pick Rocktober I would not have picked black well if I had had foresight and we had not already done trick or treat I would have definitely done trick or treat instead because trick or treat is sense. a superior film yeah i mean well that's that's the key word right there is film and when i put on the dvd player (laughs) and the option was play film i was like okay they're being really really kind this is a movie (laughs) (laughs) and i will say uh i mean 
this might be something we discuss later on in October, but I, I still think that the director's previous film is is one I like more. Wait, so uh, wait, he did Black Rose's second? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so And, and I will say this much. You can tell because the quality of the special effects are astronomically better. No, Rose. and that's the thing about this movie is that the story is abysmal. The music is great. The acting is abysmal. The special effects are great. The pacing is abysmal. Like, it's <laughs> so, there's no gray area in Black Roses. It's just... I it either wanna, succeeds or fails on, yeah, in what it does. Yeah, it's just so polarizing from minute to minute. Well, like even certain things like the music are succeed or fail because... You know, you start off this movie with some like Casio keyboard jazz music <laughs> playing over the town, and I was like, "Oh Christ!" No, no, no. But then no, no. it That's goes into the then it goes into the song "Me Against the World." So sick. "Me Against the World" is such a sick song. Oh yeah, "Me Against the World" is <laughs> definitely the best song on this. On yeah. this uh, soundtrack. And I wrote, "It sounds like Twisted Sister," and then I did my research and saw that it was Lizzie Borden. Yeah. But yeah, all the music was actually uh, it was a super group, right? Yeah. But it was the singer of Lizzie Borden? Yes. Well, this song's actually listed as a Lizzie Borden oh, song. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, so I don't know if this was like on a, on. on an actual record by Lizzie Borden or what. Uh, but my first note is I would be equally excited to see the Muppets perform live. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, okay. It was very guarish. Yes. Very guarish. I love the fact that the best special effects, arguably, are in the first scene. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, to describe, like, actually, I'm doing a disservice by calling them Muppets because they don't look like Muppets. What they look like are the puppets from the Genesis video, Land of Confusion. Yeah. <laughs> like, which, hey, we can bring that into New Metal Land by <laughs> saying Disturbed covered Land of Confusion. Which yeah. I will say is one of the it's few songs by Disturbed cover. I kind of like. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a really good cover. Uh, I, you know, I, here's a controversial statement. I actually like the cover of Shock the Monkey that they did with um, with Ozzy. I think Disturbed is better off as a Wait, cover was, band most of the time. Right? I think Shock, so. The Shock the Monkey cover? I think that that's Disturbed and Ozzy. I know they covered Shout, which was whatever. Uh, that Shout cover is really meh. But and then they covered you... Sound of Silence, which I could live without. I Oh, my God. That is probably the worst cover in the history of covers. No, and I've no, heard some dude, bad covers, dude. I, you should listen to whatever covers Five Finger Death Punch has done because I'm positive that they're worse. Oh, it was Cold Chamber that covered Shock. The oh, okay, yeah, no, that was a great cover. <laughs> that Cold Chamber cover is fun as fuck. Worst cover of all time. If we're gonna step out of metal for a second, that's fine. Uh, has got to be when Madonna thought that she could cover American Pie as a dance track and also Britney Spears attempted I can't get no satisfaction by the Rolling Stones as a dance pop song mm. uh, were both pretty horrendous so one of the best covers of all time is Twisted Sister Oh Come All Ye Faithful oh my god yes <laughs> what have you ever heard it Scott no so no. Twisted Sister put out a Christmas album called Twisted Christmas but the reason why Brian and I love their cover of Oh Come All Ye Faithful is they're just playing We're Not Gonna Take It, but singing Go Come All Ye Faithful. <laughs> that sounds like something D. Snyder would do. Like, it's the drum intro, and she's like, Oh Come All Ye Faithful. <laughs> like, Man, this whole month, I hope the listeners are ready, because we're just going to be falsettoing the fuck out of every episode. <laughs> I have it planned out. 
Yeah, we're we're three generations that shouldn't know hair metal as well as all of us do. Brian, that album also starts off with uh, "Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas," <laughs> where it starts off with them singing it just normal style with a trumpet in the background. <laughs> And then Dee Snyder's just like, wait a second, guys, what are we doing here? This isn't how we do a Christmas album. We do a Christmas album twisted! (laughs) Hey, speaking of great trumpet tracks, have you guys ever heard the song Googly Eyes by NoFX? Yes. I have not. Yeah, I'm going to sleep with Bob Derek and wake up with Bob Diddley. Like a trumpet in the background? Yeah, it's great. I did, while we were off on a crazy tangent, so the... Actual original music was performed by a bit. Black Roses was a super group. Yeah. Marcy Free, she is trans. She was born Mark Edward Free and transitioned, I want to say, in the 90s, uh, early 90s. And uh, so she was in King Cobra. So that's, so I think that it's, so she was in King Cobra and the guitar player. Yeah, he was in King Cobra. Yeah, it was basically King Cobra and one or two other people. But yeah, we were <laughs> wrong. It's not Lizzie Borden. They have a shitload of music on the soundtrack, but it's mostly uh, King Cobra. Me Against the World was my first introduction to Lizzie Borden. And I feel like I want to check out more of their stuff. Yeah, yeah. I really like that song. Well, oh, it's very middle of the road as far as like <laughs> 80s hair metal goes. I, I like Lizzie Borden, but I don't love Lizzie it's, Borden. It's no poison. Um, no, it's so, poison. I, w- I would fight that. <laughs> right there. So, well, I want to talk about the very first scene here. We get this demon metal band video first thing, and then it goes, uh, or like demon metal band music video almost. Yeah. I love the fact that, that the singer doesn't look the same anytime he transitions into his demon. That bothers me, and I'll get to it later in the episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I like it because I think it just shows that this movie is a total hot mess. <laughs> yeah. um, it almost makes way. me think that the intro was shot way later. Like it was like they a were just... spec intro. No, I think yeah. the intro was like, this is what we're going to do. And then later on, they did the rest of the movie. Yeah. And when we get to the end of the movie, it's so obvious that this was the same person who did what we're ending the month with. Because <laughs> it's... So- they, they they start off in the beginning, and I'm not going to give any spoilers, but I'll just say it looks like a rock band if, like, The Sun and Dinosaurs went to, like, a live show. Like, that's kind of what the rock band would look like. And then the end looks like a certain 90s video game that was made into a movie starring John Leguizamo. Like, Dude, just like- <laughs> I have, that's, there are two characters in this movie that look like uh, Goombas. Yeah. No joke. All right, so so – I love the fact that what this concept, the concept of this movie is that the Black Roses and fronted by Damien, which is just such an on the nose comment there. We get this rock band who basically turns listeners crazy and then into zombies. Demons. He turns them into demons. They look like zombies. Yeah. (laughs) Like you can see one of them's uh, uh, chest. Or, or, or like a rib cage, which I, man, at, when, when the, I love the guy that is, wa- he's like the usher and he's watching through the, the, the door and they're like, we got a corner to close this show. And he's like, no, no, no. And he's like, wants to watch. And then they're like, oh my God. And it's supposed to be the entire audience is turned into zombie demons, but it's three guys. It's yeah. three yeah. guys in a farm machine. <laughs> so, so that happens, and then it's 
for at first I was like, oh sweet, we're gonna get an animated credit sequence. No. But it's just some animated flowers growing in the middle of a street. Yeah. And then it just goes to a regular credit sequence. Yeah, I was pretty disappointed by that. But we jump to the classroom scene, and this is I think the only scene that I wrote a direct quote from where he goes, What can you tell us about evil? Oh my and he god. Goes, evil? And he goes, Yep, evil can evil. And the whole class thinks that that is the funniest fucking thing that has ever been said. You mean the 35-year-olds who are dressed up like 18-year-olds? I can't believe that's the only direct quote you have, because I have another really good one later on. Um, oh, wait, no, I do have another one, actually. I hope it's the same one. But uh, two fucking Burt Reynolds lookalikes within the first yes. five minutes. Yeah, the teacher. And the R.I.P., stepdad. obviously. But, yeah, yeah. Um, too soon. Tuesday. So Julie's stepdad is drinking a Bud Light first thing in the morning. <laughs> oh, it's a Budweiser. This was 1988. There was no Bud Light yet. Oh, the, um, the, I want to talk about, so they, the my favorite part in this movie, the part that made me laugh the hardest probably, is they have the PTA meeting where they're talking about how evil the Black Roses are. And she goes, their logo has become a symbol of evil. And she holds up a record that has... The most cartoonish yeah, like skeleton. <laughs> so that oh, thing, when the mayor is breaking down, like how rock and roll today isn't bad, and like how Elvis was rebellious, I laugh my ass off when he's like Elvis and Little Richard. He's like, "What about the Beatles? Remember the Beatles?" <laughs> no, he says, "Remember the Lindy Hop," and then the woman's like, "Oh, don't embarrass me." <laughs> was from like the 30s and so it was a joke about her being old oh, i just man. love that i love that brian's impersonation of the mayor is as if don knotts played the mayor. <laughs> uh did we watch the same movie because i'm pretty sure don knotts played the mayor. Yeah. that's just ridiculous <laughs> so we're i think that we did skip a part because that pta meeting is oh oh then we have we have uh johnny and uh julie oh they're like awkward pseudo date oh my god that's their meet cute oh dude he's such a dick to him he's an absolute (laughs) child he's like (laughs) so bad and he's dangling off of um street poles yeah he's going full gene autry with yes thank you so much i have have yep it's like singing in the rain but if a kid was well no Uh, all right, so yeah, he's just because it's like, hey, there's this cute like this would be the equivalency of like if a girl that I really liked actually wanted to hang out with me, and my first question was just like, yeah, but aren't you fucking Kevin? Yeah. <laughs> like, like... Uh, so we we get past that, and they decide to sit in on the first Black Roses show, right? Mm-hmm. And they come out and do a pretty sweet ballad, yeah, too. I, I'm going to sing it for you. Ready? All right. We're on our way to paradise. <laughs> you might want to cut that because it's not very good. <laughs> so good. Uh, and then they leave and Damien goes, ha, 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 in slow-mo. And then he takes <laughs> off his like, duster and he's wearing leather. And yeah, like S and M gear. Yeah, but this is the thing: is that Judas Priest was doing the S and M leather thing in like '84, '82, yeah. whatever. And so this coming out almost like a decade after Rob Halford was making a name for, or you know, making being iconic in 
leather bondage gear as like a metal trope and his is so it's so vanilla there are no there's nothing transgressive (laughs) about what he's wearing and also i love the fact that the guy who plays damien is like the most milk toast demon you will ever meet (laughs) oh yeah dude is so wholesome so (laughs) so at this point though still it just feels like a them versus us. Yeah, me against the world. Nice. But then we get to the super Italian dad listening to the record, which is my favorite <laughs> I scene. I love it. He, he looks up. He tries to turn it off, and it turns back on. He tries to turn it off, and he looks up at this, the wall mount, the speaker, and it's got, like, growth on it. And he goes, what the fuck? <laughs> then he yeah, goes, you're, not making him, you're not making him nearly as much of an Italian stereotype. So he's like, hey! <laughs> Did either of you guys watch The Sopranos? No. Yeah, it's actually one of my favorite shows. <laughs> but the, the dad, Vincent Pastore, he's in... Uh, He's in The Sopranos, but he's also in uh, Basketball Diaries with Mark Wahlberg, who is in The Other Guys with Michael Keaton, who was in Beetlejuice. Wow, man. I messaged him. I was like, dude, this is going to be a tough one to get to Beetlejuice with. And he wrote back, it's actually the easiest one so far. I hope that you keep this up as long as possible. Please don't. It's going to be a very difficult month. I I hope that the end of the year, like the the end of year four best of, can have a solid ten minute clip <laughs> of just all of Brian's six degrees to Beetlejuice. My luck, the very last episode of year four, I'm just going to be like, I I got nothing. It's yeah. actually going to be Beetlejuice. <laughs> yeah. But then, so the so he goes, what the hey, what the fuck, and then. The monster that Elvira made in a pot yes! bursts out of the speaker yes! at him. So what bothers me at this point in the movie is <laughs> the entire so the entire town has was completely against the rock band coming because they they put it out there. They have a zero percent crime rate. Their cops don't carry guns. The only people that were really okay with this band coming was the mayor yeah. and the teacher. So at this point. They the the entire town heard one power ballad and just is like a power ballad. Half of it is like, okay, this is fine. All this crime starts happening. The teacher that originally was for the band coming is trying to warn people, and everyone's like, You need to take a chill pill, man. I was there. You were there. Nobody cares. People are dying left and right. And no one's batting an eye okay, except for let's Burt Reynolds. Be real, no, no, you are absolutely conflating the murder rate in this film. There are like four deaths, <laughs> and so they all but seem it's... accidental in nature. Yeah, and one of them is actually a disappearance because the Italian dad just gets eaten by the. He gets attacked by the the bug monster mm-hmm. who's, who who takes him into the speaker, and then I think the speaker burps, and then. Um, you don't see him again, and that's the that's it. There's no there's so he, the the first actual death that people find out about is the the guy who gets seduced by his daughter's friend, which is fucking creepy. Oh, the strip gin sequence. You yeah. know how we play strip gin <laughs> with our friend's parents. <laughs> <Like>. <laughs> yeah, and he's like euphoric. He is so into this shit he's like oh wait i i so we're we're missing a lot here because i have so many notes so the teacher 
Burt Reynolds, one, number one is what I'm going to call him. Okay. He is, decides he's going to drink a light beer and listen to classical music because. Oh, he's wait, 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 wait. <laughs> wait, stop right there because I have a note about that scene and it said, Can we talk about that Halloween sweater? Because he's rocking <laughs> this orange and black sweater with a little like pumpkin logo in the corner and it is adorable. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> Did we mention that he is dating the mayor's daughter? Was. Yeah, yeah, until she was like, I don't care about your little kids. Yeah. It's like, don't you talk shit about my students who want to fuck me. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God, yeah, this film. When Ken Bone, okay, so Ken Bone has a heart attack. But the same <laughs> night, fucking, a mom gets in a hit and run, and then the one kid shoots his dad, literally puts a gun up to his temple and pulls the trigger, but still has to shoot him seven more times. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's showing how crazed they are. <laughs> but the thing – okay, so we're also missing a great song. So after the, the teacher is trying to listen to classical music and then it becomes it becomes the second show. Uh, where, this is where you see the puppet faces getting rocked off, which I love <laughs> that effect. It's so cheesy, but I love it. So cheesy. Yeah, yeah. But so, so the second song is Soldiers of the Night. Soldiers of the Night. <laughs> and then people get fucked up. That's when they come back from the, the show and the girls like the strip poker with the daughter. And you can tell you, you know that these kids are, are now under the sway of the devil, Damien, because they're wearing eyeliner. They have crimped hair. Their, sh- their skirts are getting shorter. This little kid is burning his toys. Actually, that's the best actor in the entire movie. The kid burning his toys. Yeah. 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 I wish that kid would have been. The kid in Uncle Sam. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the the soundtrack is actually terrible. Not the Black Roses music, but the score is atrocious. It's not even like bad good, you know? It's just bad bad. <laughs> it's like uh, trying to do the atonal pia- synthesized piano thing with little stingers and stuff. And it is really bad it sounds like somebody had a cheap ass casio that they were just letting a toddler like <laughs> on, you know but then um so you can tell that shit's getting real because the day after people are dying the so the daughter who brought her friend home who seduces the dad with strip gin she goes and talks to a um a psychiatrist right and then she throws him out a window that's our principal. Oh, I thought it was a psychiatrist. It doesn't matter. I mean, none of these people matter. Yeah. So yeah, I guess no. we're, I think that might be the fourth death of the movie. Yeah. Right? He... Are we almost near, because I have one note and I can't remember the reference that it is specifically, but a solid throat slit happens in this movie in a car. Oh, yeah. No, that's after the, the principal gets thrown out the window. It is that's... a pretty good throat slit though yeah that's burt yeah. reynolds one's girlfriend that's the mayor's daughter yeah yeah um that that is arguably the best effect in the movie because yeah, it's got like a nice i hate when we get into detail about this stuff but it's got a nice little like pop and burst that you normally <laughs> wouldn't like you wouldn't see that in like a low budget movie like they normally would cut away to not have to figure out how to make the the veins cutting work yeah yeah but, like it's, it had like a good effect like even- it had no, it had like a, a Hollywood movie budget throat slit effect, but even in a movie that otherwise didn't. Even yeah. a Hollywood budget movie, like what most movies do, it's like a really quick, simple, smooth throat slit. 
this girl was sawing her neck. Like it wasn't like a one just move across. She was like sawing it until it popped. It was really fucking gruesome. I liked it. (laughs) It reminds (laughs) me of all those, all those movies that I watch about serial killers. (laughs) It does. I mean, I have been keeping my mouth shut every time you bring up the band Lizzie Borden. Because I just want to go on a tangent about the actual Lizzie Borden. So I, I do want to talk a little tangent on that. Did you watch the Christina Ricci Lizzie Borden miniseries? I, I watched some of it. I watched a, a, a decent amount of it. I it was one of those things I caught mid midway through. Yeah, um, but it yeah. was I didn't. What, what do you have? A, do you have a, an opinion about it? No, which isn't a bad thing. Like it was it. it it obviously wasn't anything where I was like, I need to go back and watch this from begin to end. And I don't even actually think I finished it. Like I had something else to do, but it wasn't terrible. I mean, for a made for TV movie. But it wasn't a made for TV movie. It was a miniseries. And I think that it was already by the time we had good TV, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I thought that I, mean, I love Christina Ricci. She can do no wrong in my book. But yeah. I don't know. I, it, it, it felt a little uncompelling. You know, like I love period pieces. I love the story of Lizzie Borden and I love Christina Ricci, but I just, I can't, for the life of me, I cannot remember half of that series. Matt, did you ever watch it? No, which is weird because I do love uh, Christina Ricci. I almost said Lizzie Borden. I do love <laughs> Christina Ricci, but uh, so yeah, then- I, I heard so many mixed reviews about it that I never felt like I needed to see it. Well, if it's a mini series, then I must have just saw like an episode. Yeah, the first episode's great, and then I think it drags a bit. Yeah. I, okay, I, if you I, want a better Lizzie Borden, whatever that, I think it's called She Took an Axe or something like that, Lizzie Took an Axe, whatever that name of that <laughs> miniseries is. If you want a better version of that, watch the uh, Hulu original uh, series, Alias Grace, based on the Margaret Atwood book, because um, obviously the source material is better, and uh, it's got way better production value and acting, so... Ooh, and I have Hulu, so that it, that is something I will check out. Dude, you have everything. You have full moon. <laughs> I don't have any cable, though. I have no that's, cable. That's good. You should not All be paying apps. for cable. Yeah. Just apps and internet. All right. So where are we in this movie? So we got the Soldiers of the Night. People are getting killed. Oh, the cutthroat um, car throat cutting is pretty brutal for about half a second is what I have. Oh, we're missing the gratuitous topless scene that made me so uncomfortable. During the strip gin sequence or another one? When she's uh, pleasuring herself. Yeah, yeah. she's like tweaking her nipples for a good two minutes. And it is really, really uncomfortable. Like it is, you know, it's, I got, I, I guess, okay, 1988, this is trying to be like, okay, here's the, the, the porn that you looked for watching a heavy metal horror. But it's just I felt so bad for whatever actress was the stand-in boobies for that because um, <clears throat> it was just not not good, man. Um, not good. So uh, we get that, and then she kills the the mayor's daughter. And then the mayor is so – he's like, whatever. The mayor is pretty okay with it. He's like, my <laughs> daughter burned to death in a car. Um, and then it's like the, the yeah. oh, I didn't have oh, a no for it, so I forgot. But yeah, they're like, all right, you're sad. He's like, so I should just talk slower then. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but then immediately follow. So this movie, I always forget. I remember the topless girl uh, who comes to seduce Burt Reynolds number one, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's Julie. 
I always remember that scene because the actual Goomba head is on the back of the VHS box, but they had to crop it so there was no nipple. Dude, um, <laughs> that is like, don't get me wrong. I guess like obviously in real life it is, it, it would be terrifying, but it's the most adorable demon puppet ever. I want to make sure I want to make sure we're we're talking about the same scene. Is this where he fights it with a tennis racket? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> God damn, this movie is ridiculous. I um, love every so, second of it. <laughs> I had a blast. I can't complain about it. No, I mean it's it's more I think it's more fun to talk about than to watch alone. Brian, did I'm you watch it alone or did you subject Jade to it? I watched it alone because you guys let us wait an extra day to record. Yeah, and I, and I, I watched like, it alone literally. I think Brian and I were watching it simultaneously because we both <laughs> finished recording yesterday and immediately walked upstairs in our <laughs> in our individual houses and started watching it and then texting each other about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I we were so left out. It's okay. We were insane. <laughs> but be- believe it or not, I have more fun watching it alone because, like, I I actually you I don't care. have to explain yourself. Yeah, like I care about Jade, you know, so. When we're sitting there watching these movies, I'm like, oh, I, I, I can't believe I'm putting her through this. And then every once in a while, there's a curveball, like, fucking Basket Case 3, where yeah. she's having the time of her life watching it. But she was more upset with me that we spent our movie night watching The Wicker Man when we had to watch it. So it's like hit or miss. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of mistakes. Mistakes were made. So he beats the shit out of her with a tennis racket, and then he – well, okay, so I called her the Purple Ranger in my uh, notes because they have this awful effect on her as she's Oh, the glowing into... hand and shit? Yes. Oh, it's bad. I love yeah. how he's like I, – I, I feel – what does he say? Like I – I love. I care about you like a daughter, and she's like, "No, we could be together." I killed everyone for you. Yeah, oh, man, this film. Blowy. But yeah, so a demon blowy. Yeah. But here's here's the thing. So we were talking about the Goomba that you guys like at the end of this movie. There My, are two though. That gir- the Purple no, 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 Ranger no, no, no. is also sorry, a Goomba. Sorry. Lead yeah. singer Goomba. My yeah. problem. Oh my, God. Lead, my problem with lead singer Goomba is that up until this point, I have enjoyed almost every shitty practical effect. I felt like the transformation for him was so long and lackluster. <laughs> like, yeah. Really, oh, yeah. Like, bummed me out. Like, I'm like, this should be the coolest of all of the scenes. It's the ending. And the, the guy <laughs> thought it was. <laughs> and he definitely lingered on it way longer than anything else. Yeah. So did he write he and direct doing, this? Uh, I believe so. He, oh, oh my God. You just reminded me. I got to read to you guys his film credits. This guy uh, was a script doctor for years. Like you people never would, know it. <laughs> yeah, people would bring scripts to him so he would make them better. Yeah, these are films that he was a script doctor for. <clears throat> FX, another forty-eight hours, Alien Three, The Color of Night, Die Hard with a Vengeance, Judge Dredd, Universal Soldier, and Darkness Falls. Oh wow. no no. I, I know exactly why he was the script doctor for all of those. He probably made them worse. Da- yeah, Darkness Falls was god awful. So it was Die Hard with the Avengers. Two- oh, and yeah. sorry, and and Tombstone. He also was a script doctor on Tombstone. Wait, well, Tombstone's wait, great. Yeah, I was gonna say you just re- you just rattled off average to shit movies, and Tombstone is fucking phenomenal. How dare you? I said Die Hard with a Vengeance, which is the best of the Die Hard franchise. I will quit this podcast right now. 
Die Hard with a Vengeance is awful. No, I won't. What? What? How, how is Die Hard with a Vengeance better than Die Hard or Die Harder? Well, for starters, Die Harder is trash. No. Die Hard with a Vengeance with Samuel L. Jackson? That movie fucking rules. <laughs> what Simon Says? No. No. Oh, absolutely. Wait, absolutely. Simon Says like the guy from Hackers? Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. See, I've only ever seen the first Die Hard because I do not like action flicks. Yeah, so Die Hard th- with a Vengeance, I per- and, we'll, you know, fans can sign, out, sign off because – God bless the listeners. No, you cannot sign off. We have not gotten to the very last bit of this. Well, no, no. God bless the listeners who helped me find that Tremors trailer uh, commercial. (laughs) So defend me, again, that Die Hard with a Vengeance is a solid movie and a strong contender for best in the Die Hard franchise. I mean, I I will give you this. You have your personal army. This this is... uh... This is a. I'll give you this, and I can't even say that I've seen the movie, but just based on the title, I'm sure Die Hard with a Vengeance is better than A Good Day to Die Hard. Oh yeah, no, definitely. the The later movies where it was like ten years removed, and they're like, let's bring Bruce Willis back and do two more Die Hard movies, but let's make them PG thirteen was really not the best decision yeah. in film history. Anyway, so let's finish our notes and then, uh, you know, wrap this bad boy up. Cool. I don't. I honestly, I don't have notes. I just watched. I do. Midway what? through, we got sucked like, in, oh, man. I'll, <laughs> yeah, I'll rip off Scott and and Matt. I I'm so into this movie that I don't want to take my <laughs> eyes off the television. Oh man! So so the most shocking part of this movie is that gas was sixty nine cents a gallon. Oh wow! <laughs> uh, which also would have been an amazing time to be alive. Just be like, oh, sixty nine cents a gallon. <laughs> 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 oh man um i am such a child that sometimes i'll look at the thermostat and be like hey megan wonder how warm it is in the house right now and she'll be like is it 69 degrees and he'll, i'll be like yes <laughs> so i don't know uh, if you guys have ever gone on weekendscripts.com but it's this um website with a bunch of like potential movie scripts it's really funny but the guy jordan i follow him on instagram he was the one i awkwardly met at walmart he has this thing and it cracks me up all the time where he'll just show like his thermostat or his car heater at 69 and it'll be like he'll it'll be like a rock song or him laughing and then the next video on his Instagram was like hey guys I just wanted to apologize for laughing at 69 it was completely childish and immature and I uh, I hope I didn't offend anybody and uh, you know just text me or you know message me or if you see me on the street let me know you're not offended uh, thanks and it gets me every time he does it once every six months and I still <laughs> laugh oh man I'm so glad that I'm not the only child that thinks that, that stupid joke is still funny yeah it's great so um th- th- this is the penultimate Final is at the fourth, I think, show that Black Roses is playing in the town. And um, he's going to unleash the final bit of evil into these children and turn them into zombie demons. Um, so uh, the Burt Reynolds number one brings a, just just like one gallon of gas with him yeah. to burn down an entire school building, which makes no sense. Or like the auditorium. I think it's the auditorium in the high school. It doesn't matter. So he goes in and I don't know what the fuck he thought he was going to do but he comes in in his bright red puffy vest and he <laughs> like is just walking between the rows with his two gallons of gas it's two gallons of gas and he like takes up to the stage and he's trying to um light the stage on fire and then damien goes give him to me and i was like now i understand it's going to be like a 
you know, he's going to use him as a sacrifice to get the kids to really die. No, they have a punch out. (laughs) So we have this minute, like 90 second long transformation where, oh, there's also a part where Burt Reynolds, number one, goes to talk to Damien during the school day and he's got short hair. And I'm like, what? Did they forget to put the wig on him? <laughs> Did you notice yeah. that? He looks like a fucking professor. He's yeah, got yeah, shirt like because and, and I was like, maybe he only wears the wig when he's dressed up as Damien. But when they show up at the town, he's got his beautiful shoulder length bouffant, whatever, on. So I think that that was a fuck up, or the wig was done and they had like they had to just do that scene without it. But someone lost it. Where's my yeah. wig? Here, just take his. But then the, he like pulls off his wig and he's he he starts the transformation and uh because he's bald and <clears throat> I was like okay that makes more sense but still doesn't take me out of the fact that they forgot to put the uh, wholesome Damien's wig back on for that one scene. So he transforms for ninety seconds and then. Burt Reynolds, number one, punches him in the gut a bunch of times and then um, lights the place on fire. And then it's like it's literally a Guar concert. There's a line of fire and Damien Monster Goomba is just like flailing around behind it. And so is everybody else in the band. Nobody they're not trying to get away from the fire or anything. They're just like, and people are out of the auditorium. And then it's like three months later. Fast forward, and Damien is like, I can't wait to play Madison Square Gardens. The yeah. end, or is it? Dun, dun, dun. Like, such a piss-poor ending. Especially because, like, all right, if you're if you're a demon and your name is Damien, I'm assuming you are the son of Satan, right? You yeah, are do you powerful. Think fire is going to... Yeah, he's, this master of evil and hellish power is getting his shit kicked out of him by an english teacher yeah getting the shit kicked out of him and you should know if you're if you're that smart and intelligent you know that you can you can control teenagers and get them to do your bidding cover your dick man because that is the that is everyone's weak spot don't go spread eagle and then leave a teacher <laughs> a perfect room to kick you right in the ball sack and then you're done. And Does then he kick can, a demon in the balls. I've, I missed yeah, he kicks him in the nuts. And then it actually, the way it was shot, it actually doesn't even look like he burned. It just no, looked like they were playing and he was dancing. Like yes, he was just dancing around saying. the fire. It's a concert. Yeah, I, I don't know. This the end. The end sucked. In hindsight, I was enjoying it at the time, and now it's this ruined. This is a once a decade watch. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, Toxic here. And Meridon, too. We're the hosts of the Overleague podcast. Are you a fan of Overwatch League or just a fan of Overwatch in general? Well, if you are, we break down matches and all other Overwatch happenings, and we won't judge your main. Tune in every other Tuesday to the Overleague on Geekscape and wherever you get your podcasts. My double feature for this movie, I pulled from from a few things. Uh, for starters, the idea of a town protesting a pseudo-celebrity personality that's coming to their town for, for its evil influence on their children. And the puppet monster that pops out of a speaker. Oh, I'm so going Elvira. with Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, as my double feature with Black Roses. You know, wow. I, okay, so would you put Black Roses first or Elvira first? Oh, you definitely start with Elvira. Black Roses, people can slowly leave the house. Oh, okay, yeah, good want. call. Good call. And also, it sets the stage for the the speaker monster, which is straight ripped from Elvira. Exactly. Dude, I would I would actually just go to sleep. I'd be like, <laughs> show yourselves out. You know, <laughs> like, I would just watch Elvira and be done for the night. <laughs> You're on your own, guys. <laughs> Man, our double feature, guys. We're gonna watch Elvira, and then you guys go the fuck home and watch whatever you want for your second feature. <laughs> Man, that's tough. I- I'm thinking, like, can we go really, really weird here? Not weird in like a out there movie, but rather in a um. I'm thinking like something super wholesome, like Hocus Pocus. Mm, I, I don't see know that. why. It just because the stakes are so low. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that that would work. And I, I mean, I, I never need an excuse to watch Hocus to Pocus. Watch Hocus so, like, or I would, you know, how about this? Why yeah. don't we just watch Elvira and Hocus Pocus and not watch? <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bad movie. I'm giving it a really hard time. I think that okay. After our Tremors episode, people think that I'm serious about like when I give movies shit. I'm not. At all. Like, <laughs> I put myself through this for us. <laughs> Black Roses is strictly okay. Like, as far as heavy metal horror goes, it's not the You're worst. stealing my review. <laughs> <laughs> that is strictly okay? Yeah. That's my, that's, that's that's my quote. Oh, that's, that's a Matt Kelly review if I ever heard one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's the thing is, like, even if I don't like a movie that we're talking about and I give it a light ribbing, I'm still okay with watching it. My biggest yeah, problem with the watch is he's just definitely crazy. vetoed some shit before. Yeah, because I don't want to rip on. Yeah, hard. Um, all right, Brian, it's on you. So I'm just gonna, you know, piggyback off of what both of you said. You know, so you kind of went the route of a, you know, a town that is uncomfortable with this new person coming in and their, you know, sinful ways. And Scott decided to go the wholesome route, so I'll just take both of those, and I would do Footloose. <laughs> wow any excuse for you to watch footloose right Dude, I, this is a great movie i have concluded that footloose's soundtrack might be my favorite soundtrack of all time because every song on that's a banger i love it um, i listen to it at work all the time that, yeah. that, oh my god you listen Heaven to the- <laughs> and then there's the song Never that also was used in Hot Rod. It was like, well, you never, 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 never had your heart. 
and holding out for a hero and let's hear it for the boy. Oh my God. They're all, it's 80s. Oh wow. Perfection. Let's hear it for the boy is on, um, is the footloose soundtrack. Yeah. I and, forgot. and Sammy Hagar's the girl gets around. <laughs> yeah. Footloose is a great, great soundtrack. <laughs> the only one that I could do without is the one that's, uh, the duet between the singer of heart and the singer of lover boy, almost paradise. Really? I love almost yeah. paradise. Of course you do. <laughs> it's just a little too slow for for you know for a soundtrack that has songs like Dancing Between the Sheets on it. <laughs> Wait, is Dancing Between the Sheets uh the song that plays when they're uh gonna Doing play it. chicken with the uh what's this what's the song when they're playing chicken with the train? I think that is Girl Gets Around okay. by Sammy Hagar. Uh fun fact from the soundtrack, the song uh I'm Free, which is one hundred percent my favorite song on the soundtrack by Kenny Loggins. Uh, which is for the montage when they're setting up the school dance uh, was yes. a was a last second edition because originally Kevin Bacon was supposed to rap a song while they were putting together the school dance and they shot it and was like oh this is awful <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad they were self aware because that could have made it into eight other movies. <laughs> All right, well that was Black Roses from 1988 as picked by a group a group hive mind of Rocktober. Uh, if you have any movies that you think that we should watch, you can always email us at hmnpodcast at gmail.com. Also, uh, you know, last week we released the um, what are we watching episode. But I, I mean, I would like to consider that episode as much as it's us discussing the movies that we've watched this past month, kind of like a water cooler episode almost. So feel free if you just have random questions or opinions on episodes that you want to voice, send us emails and we'll read them on the air. I feel like that could be fun and we could just, riff on some of the stuff that you send us so hmmpodcast at gmail.com we are no longer on soundcloud uh but we are still on itunes and we've got our website hmmpodcast.com where you can check out all of our social media links and we should be on spotify by now but i might be cutting this if if, right. if i'm incorrect uh so thank you guys for listening rocktober continues uh next week with uh a, here's a here's a weird one not a heavy metal horror now it's a vampire rock opera so let's drop in and get ready for that close enough <laughs> listening to the Geekscape Network. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.